God would just be gracious unto us. You know, uh, the Bible teaches something that I feel that some people probably even take offense to about the Word of God, about the Gospel. You know, oftentimes, and I've said this before, I think I said it uh, the last time I preached on these doctrines, that the Gospel alone does not save. You know, the Bible says in John chapter 5, in uh, verse number 39, as Jesus Christ was speaking, He says, Search the Scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. In them you think you have eternal life. When we are dealing with the general and effectual call of the gospel, there are completely two different calls that go forth. One is a general call, the preaching of the gospel such as I do every every week. I have done so for 20 years, ever since the Lord called me into the ministry of preaching. I preached the gospel. There was times uh, in 2001, I believe it was, where I was preaching on the radio, and, and during that time, every Sunday I was preaching on the gospel message. I have preached the gospel message in this house for 18 and a half years now. In many other places where I've been across this land, I've preached the gospel. And if the gospel alone was the means by which men are saved, there would not be a lost person in this house. They would all be saved under the preaching of the gospel. You say, well, I've never heard such as that. But have you... Not heard, even as the Scripture says tonight, as, as it concerns the Scriptures, that in them you think you have eternal life. A lot of people today will agree with the gospel message. Many today will agree with the, uh, the gospel text uh, that Jesus Christ came and died on the cross of Calvary to pay the sin debt of the world. But what about you as an individual? How many times did you hear the gospel message before all of a sudden you heard it for the very first time? That's when that effectual call came in and the Holy Spirit took the gospel message and made it real unto you, therefore bringing about the quickening agent which enabled you to believe and he gave that gift of faith unto salvation. Again, I, you know, I've often said if it was only the gospel itself that brought about salvation... You know, the Apostle Paul, as he stated in Romans 1.16, he, 
He stated that he was not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it was the power of God unto salvation. Now, as we get into this, I want you to understand that there are two different calls that go forth, and we're going to see two instances tonight where individuals heard the gospel, and in both cases... These individuals were brought to fear. They were brought to a place where King Agrippa said, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Felix and Drusilla, as they had reasoned with the Scriptures after the Apostle Paul gave them the gospel of Jesus, the Bible says that Felix trembled. In other words, he quaked in his shoes because of the guilt that the gospel message brought about to that individual. And it does that to every person. That's a reason why there is no innocent people in hell. There is not a person in hell who has never been convicted of the fact that they're a sinner. You see, conviction alone does not bring salvation. Neither does the gospel alone bring salvation. It happens with the work of the Holy Spirit as He quickens and makes alive an individual and causes them to have a desire unto salvation. But that will never come until the gospel is preached. So tonight as we look at this, the two calls. I want you to notice tonight with me the song that was sang on page 92, Each Step I Take. And I want you to listen to the, the third verse of this song. And I want you to uh, think uh, what we're dealing with here tonight. He, he, this songwriter says, I trust in God no matter come what may. For life eternal is in His hand. Where did he get that? I dare say that he got it from the Word of God. The salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is not left up to man. And that's the reason why today you see in the Armenian circle, you see people that, that preach and promote the gospel as the only means by which men need to understand that they're lost and going to hell. But that does not alone save. This song itself states it very well, for life eternal is in His hands. He holds the key that opens up the door. What is the key that opens up the door? It's His quickening power. It is His bringing a heart to life. Tonight, if you're in this house of God, and let me tell you this real quick. That if you have a, a longing for salvation, there's something good going on there. Because that tells me that it's more than just a convicting power, but that the Holy Spirit of God has made you aware that there is salvation to be had. Today, as we look at this, I want you to listen to the rest of this song. It says, He holds the key that opens up the way. 
that will lead me to the promised land. Now, again, I want you to just bear with me and listen to what I have to say because it will unfold itself. The Scriptures itself will unfold right before your eyes. We've already read in John chapter 5 and verse 39 where Jesus Christ Himself stated, Search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. Today, is it not the fact that so many, uh, and again, I hear this all the time, if, and it's only in certain circles where you hear this, and it's in those certain circles where they lay claim to maybe 50 to 60 salvations a week. I ask you today, why does that not happen here if it's just the gospel? Why is not your children saved if it's just the gospel? Why is not your husband or your wife saved if it's not just the gospel? If it is just the gospel, I should say. Because you see, I, I mean, I have been I have been in those circles where we would go out and and this individual would ask somebody that he meets on the street. Do you want to go to hell? And of course, nobody wants to go to hell. I mean, nobody in their right mind says, yes, I want to go to hell. But now, there have been those that have said that, but they're not in their right mind. Who would want to suffer in the, in the torments of hell with the devil, the false prophet, and the beast for all eternity with, the, with all the fallen angels and the most wicked demons that you could ever imagine. Who wants to spend eternity like that? Nobody in their right mind. So this individual would say, then you hear what I've got to say and then if you'll repeat this prayer, you'll be saved. Now, I heard that for years. And I knew that that was wrong because of my upbringing. I saw that in action and I knew that that was not the way of salvation. If it was the way of salvation, our churches would be packed to the brim and we'd have to build new buildings every year that we, that we evangelize a city or what have you. You'd have to build new buildings. Why? Because the real saved would be really serving. So... What happens in the call? The Bible states that those that, I mean, the Apostle Paul stated it very well. He was a preacher of the gospel. I am a preacher of the gospel. Why? Because I know that's what God uses to bring about life in the dead individual. Those that are that need to be quickened have to hear the gospel in order to be quickened, in order for the Holy Spirit to take and use that word. John chapter 6 and verse 63 talks about the fact it is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The Spirit is that one agent that takes the gospel and brings life to an individual tonight. Again, if you're sitting in this house and you've had a desire to be saved, 
Listen, I want you to know something. You need to hear what I've got to say today because the effectual working power of the Holy Spirit may just be calling out to you tonight. He may just be calling your name and drawing you unto salvation. That's what the effectual working of the Holy Spirit does. And He will not leave you be. You know, when we were dealing with the irresistible grace of God uh, three weeks ago, the irresistible grace of God is an act on God's part that those whom He deals with cannot refuse Him unto, unto death is what I'm saying. I know that uh, you know there, all of us at one time before our complete coming unto salvation, when the Holy Spirit began to deal with our hearts, we probably, like myself, tried to put it off. Tried to excuse it away. Tried to think, well, I just got emotional. And that's some of the things that I went through in, at my salvation. But I, today, you know, and it does surprise me a little bit. We will look at our children. And we will say unto them, we believe everything you say except for when you say that you want to be saved. I don't understand that logic, but I want you to just stop for a minute and listen to what I have to say. Jesus Christ says, Suffer the little children to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Amen? That's what the Bible says. What is he saying? Is, is he saying that heaven is nothing but a bunch of little babies? No, it's not what he's saying. He's saying that heaven is full of people with childlike faith. They believe. You show me a child that says, I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ died for my sins. You know what? I'm going to believe that child. We believe them when they say they've been, that they've been uh, 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 assaulted by somebody or, or something. You know, we believe everything that a child says until they say, I want to believe Jesus. And then we start shrugging it off like they don't know what they're talking about, but they do. You watch these little children that, that oftentimes are playing in these pews. Ask them what the preacher preached on. Or let them ask you, Mom, what was he talking about when he said such and such? Mom and Dad, you better be listening because your children are. What I'm saying is this, listen... Salvation is of the Lord and salvation does come as God chooses unto salvation. He, he draws an individual. Go to John chapter 6 with me for just a moment and notice what it says here in verse 40 and 4. 44, no man. He says, no man. Now it doesn't matter. How many times you've been grilled over the gospel. It does not matter how many times that some preacher has set you down and, and made you agree to all the historical facts of Jesus Christ. He says right here, no man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him. You know what that drawing power is? That's that effectual call. That's when God begins to speak your name and He's telling you, come unto me. 
Come unto me, sinner friend. Listen, if you've had a desire unto salvation and that desire has not left you, you see, uh, uh, King Agrippa in, in Acts chapter, what is it, 26, as he was standing there, as he was contemplating the, the, the gospel message that the Apostle Paul had brought out, King Agrippa said, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. You see, that's the problem today. Too many men have been persuaded by men and not the Holy Spirit of God. They have, they've agreed unto the general call, but they have never had that effectual call or the drawing of the Holy Spirit Himself. John 6 and 37, the Bible states that they shall come to me. Why? Because they have received that calling, that effectual working on the heart that you cannot get away from. And again, you know, I, I talk to you about our children. Listen, when a child comes to you and they say, Listen, I'm, I want to trust Jesus. Listen, you talk to them about Jesus. You talk to them about the things that they know. And you get a good understanding of where they're at. And you take time to realize that such is the kingdom of heaven. Those that believe with a childlike faith, those that believe. You know, I was listening to a to some little children here not too long ago. I'm talking five, six, seven-year-olds. And you know, there were two boys that were telling this other little individual about Jesus. Now these are between five and seven-year-olds boys, and, and they were telling somebody, a, a, a little girl, about Jesus and they were doing just a good job as any preacher could ever do as you sat there and listened to them. They were talking about how Jesus died on the cross of Calvary to save their sins, save their souls. I had that same little girl come to me not too long ago and she said, what is this about baptism? And I began to talk to her about what happens at baptism at that it is a it, that it is a a sign of somebody who has already trusted the Lord as their Savior, believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, and she said, "I believe." Yeah. Folks, I'll tell you. So often we put that we push that aside. And we say, "Them children don't know what they're talking about." When Jesus Christ says again, suffer the little children to come unto me. And I, you know, again, you know, I have this thing about baptism. And, you know, I'm pretty particular about baptism. And, and that's the way it's going to be and that's the way it will always be to my dying breath. But who am I to deny baptism to a child? You know, the Bible states that those, uh, even, even uh, the Philippian jailer, the Bible stated that when he was saved, that he and his family went out and was baptized in the same hour. Should we not also? You know, I, I, I know the, these guys probably mean well, but... <clears throat> 
putting baptism off for years and years and years down the road. And, I, you know, I'm sorry. I, I just don't, I don't buy into that. I believe when a, when a child says, I've trusted the Lord as my Savior, you know what I believe? I'm believing that God gave them the ability to have faith. He gave them that gift of faith to believe. And I believe that they've trusted the Lord as their Savior. Who am I to call them a liar or say they don't know what they're saying? The Bible says in John 10, 27, they follow me. Those who have received the effectual call, I've left a general call altogether because that's what I do every time I get behind the pulpit. Somewhere along the way, I give a general call. I tell you about Jesus. I can't save you. You know what? I, I, I was sitting, I was sitting and, and thinking about this the other day. And I'll be honest with you. You know, there's times when, when you say... You want to go back and you want to get somebody and say, don't you understand? <laughs> but you know who really has to do that? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has to say, don't you understand? He wakes them up. That's when that effectual call comes in. That's when that irresistible grace will be poured out upon you and you cannot refuse. today if you're in this house and you don't know the Lord's your Savior you're in a place where you're receiving the general call as it goes forth even right now I'm praying that God's Spirit is now speaking to your heart you know who I'm talking to Maybe you're that one that's been wondering, why not me? Why not, when's it going to be my turn to be saved? When is it going to be me? Listen, you know what that is? That's more than likely the effectual working of the Holy Spirit who's got you under control. He hasn't let that go from you, has He? He hasn't let you live that, live that off and, and do like... Uh, uh, Festus did, or, or Felix, I mean. Festus. <laughs> Where in the world did that come from? I ain't watching Adam's family in years. <laughs> Felix. Felix and Drusilla. <laughs> I bet my face is red. <laughs> Listen. Felix is in Acts 24, I think it's in Acts chapter 24, where Felix and Drusilla, after hearing the gospel message, the Bible says that he trembled. You know what that tells me? That there is conviction upon every human being that ever hears the gospel message. But there's some convictions that's not under salvation. Some convictions are there, like Romans in chapter 1 and chapter 2 explain, is just to make you aware that you're guilty. You see, if you didn't know that you were a sinner, you would never feel 
you would never feel that emotion, would you? I mean, if you went through life and you just was was uh, was hunky dory and 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 nothing bothered you when you sinned, listen, that would tell me that maybe 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 just maybe that uh, you've never ever even been touched. But listen, I still believe that every person, and you know, I talked to a man out here in this driveway one day. He tried to threaten me. He tried to say he was going to whoop me. He was going to do everything in the world. Talk about how many men he killed in his life. And I began to talk to him about Jesus again. I said, listen, son. You need to be saved by the grace of God what you need. He said, me and God are just like that. I said, yeah. And God's got your number too. You know what? God's got every person in this world's number. He knows every one of us. Now let me ask you something. Have you come to a place where you're willing to follow the Master? Have you come to a place where, as it says in Ephesians chapter 2, Verse 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It is a gift of God. What is that gift of faith? You know when it comes? After you've heard the word, according to Romans 10, 17. The Bible says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So we understand that the word of God, or the general call, is the mechanism that the Holy Spirit uses to bring about the effectual calling. He's called you, hasn't he? He's calling you tonight, maybe. Maybe you're in this house right now and you feel that the, maybe, you, maybe you're that one person. You know what? I'm praying that every all sinner in this house tonight, I'm praying for your soul. You know, you know, I heard one preacher say it like this, I'm gunning for you tonight. I want you to know I'm praying for you. You know what I'm praying? I'm praying that God will not leave you alone. I'm praying you'll not have a moment's peace until you come to a place of salvation. You know when it's going to come? You might again. You might be asking that question, when's it going to come? It's going to come when you come to a place where you believe what the Scriptures say. How does that happen? It happens through the quickening power of the Holy Spirit. John 6, 63, as I get ready to come to a close here in just a moment. The Bible says, it is the Spirit that quickeneth. What's he saying there? The Holy Spirit is he who makes a dead sinner come to life. Otherwise, you're just going to sit and it's going to roll off your back like water off a duck's back. Otherwise, you're never going to feel what you ought to feel. And I, I'm not a preacher that goes on feelings. You know, I've heard people say, well, I felt the ground shake or I saw a great light. Listen, those things don't impress me much. I've seen those things too, but it wasn't because the Spirit had a hold of me. 
or maybe it was the spirit. It was just the wrong spirit. But I want you to know something tonight. Maybe tonight the Spirit speaking to you. The Holy Spirit of God is saying to you, this is your effectual call. Maybe tonight He's reaching unto you and He's calling you by name. And He's saying, just like He did me, John, come forth. That's what He done for me. Listen. Don't you deny your children just because they're young. For such is the kingdom of heaven. You know, I, 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 I can't get over that fact. I, I, you know, I had a preacher tell me one time, you cannot, you cannot trust what they say. They're just too young. But yet we trust them with every other thing in life, don't we? We trust them when maybe an adult, adult has done the wrong thing. We believe every word they say. Listen, why not trust them? Why not trust them when they say, I want to believe in Jesus. I want to trust Him. You know them two young boys that was telling that little girl about Jesus one day? Like I told you, I've never heard it better from an adult. They were telling her exactly the truth about how Jesus Christ came and died on the cross for their sins. You know where they heard that at? Probably back there in that Sunday school room. Probably right back there in that Sunday school or maybe out here in the, in the auditorium. I had Jensen to ask his mommy one day about something that I had said and I never, never had an idea that he was even paying attention. He was down in the floor collaring but when I said something, he pops up. And he asks his mommy, what's he mean? Hey, these little children, you better listen to what they say. Who knows but what that was the effectual call in their life. You say, well, if it was, they'll, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll move on them when they get older. Yes, he will. I believe in the providence of God, and I believe in, in as, I, as I've spoken before, I believe in, in the uh, predestination of, of all of God's children. I believe that. But how about, wouldn't it be amazing to watch? And we've, we've seen, I can't remember for sure how old Brennan was. He was... Seven or eight when the Lord saved him. I can't remember for sure. Grant, these other young people that have been saved by the grace of God, they've, lived, they've, they've produced a, a, a great deal of fruit more than what a lot of adults produce. Maybe it's so that, maybe it's so that the effectual calling is exactly what the Bible says it is. Does God give a does God give a an age? You know, I and me and Brother Bomber had this discussion one time about about the age of accountability. And we had that discussion in great length. 
And I did say unto Brother Bomber, I said, well, you know, it looks to me like that a child has to understand what they're saying. And then he looked at me and said, but what happens to that childlike faith that we preach about all the time? And we went round and round about that for a good while, and and I and I I, I really I appreciate what Brother Bomber said to me. He said one thing's for sure, brother. He said salvation's going to come when the Lord wakes him, and that's about the best answer I could have received. Salvation's going to come whenever the Lord awakens him. When's that going to be? It's different for every individual. It's different for every individual. Are you here tonight and need to be saved by the grace? You know, the only reason why you would know that is because the Holy Spirit has always, already awakened you to that fact. Not only to the fact that you're a sinner, you're born in sin, but that there is a way out. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. John 6.37 says, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. I believe that, folks. Now, when will that shall come to me take place? In God's time. When He sends that effectual call. When He wakes up that dead spirit. When He quickens them and brings them to life through the preaching of the gospel. See, it is the power of God unto salvation. And the spirit takes it and brings life. Everlasting. Let's all.